Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian. And we're live. This is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. And we have a, uh, a good subject to counteract the last one, uh, pro-life, pro-life. But before we get started, if you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Enlighten Me. I am now on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Um, you can subscribe in the description to a monthly fee. I think it's $0.99, cents, $4.99, and $10.99. Today, we got two good friends, one I went to was in the military with and one I grew up in the church with. So, uh, Michelle, you mind introducing yourself? Sure. My name is Michelle Griffin. I'm the mother. Well, I've got to give credit to my ex parent. We have five children, four of which are boys and one daughter. Um, I've been in real estate. I have homeschooled children. I've worked for the government. I am somewhat of an entrepreneur, just a little. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, just trying to raise kids in this crazy world and help them to have some stability and also um, help them with their creativity, finding their place in this world and not being ashamed of who they are and who they stand for. Um, we're just, you know, I'd say free, free, free thinking people. Um, but we also know that we have a purpose as well. Okay. Thank you very much. And, uh, Ralph. All right. As, uh, Julian said, I served with him. Um, we actually went to AIT together, started out my career in the military as 25 Bravo. Um, didn't really enjoy it much. Uh, now I'm a 68 whiskey combat medic, which, you know, it opened my eyes to a lot of things medically. And I ended up really liking the field of medicine. Um, in the civilian side, I'm a EMT and I am about 12 credit hours away from obtaining my bachelor's degree in Homeland Security with a concentration in intelligence. I had to step away for a sec. She's finished. My, my apologies. Yeah, you're, yep. Okay, so um, so pro-life, how do y'all feel what's going on with this? Y'all in agreement to what's going on? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting to see the different values and the arguments. Um, and I like to, I'm just, I'm an observer. I like to sit back and think and listen to both sides. I already know where I stand, but it's just interesting to, to see where people fall in line. And sometimes I think they just do things without really thinking, but it's just easier to go with the flow. So would you, you say abortion or? I'm, I'm pro-life. So even with, I think it's a six, six week span uh, after that, not, not even at all, abortion, not at all. I'm not for abor abortion at all. And what uh, reasons would that be exactly? My reasons for that are just understanding the sanctity of life. Um, I am a Christian. Um, we have five children. We understand what it is like. We know that it's scary bringing a child into this world and not knowing how you're going to be able to provide and whether or not you're going to be a good parent. And sometimes we let those fears cause us to make decisions that aren't going to be healthy, even for our own body um, but I, that it's for me, it's irresponsible choice to take a life because I feel like 
maybe I'm just so superior that I have the right to murder because I was irresponsible when it came to protecting myself. Um, there are too many, there are so many ways um, we can avoid things in life. Um, and I believe that as intelligent today, we're not thinking. So to just side with, I'm going to take this life because I had fun and I was not thinking about it mm. when people who would gladly adopt a child, I just think it's, it's, it's irresponsible. We have so many options today and we need to stop making excuses on why it's okay to murder. Mm. And what, what about you, Maraz? So um, I'm with Michelle. I am a hundred percent pro-life. Um, even before the six week, I'm pro-life uh, through and through, you know, um, a lot of pro-lifers are, you know, um, pro-life up until six week, 12 week um, places like Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia, where it's up to nine month uh, abortion, you know, um, I'm very much against it. I, my reason for it is it's fundamentally a human being at the point of con conception, you know, when egg, uh, sperm, meat, fertilize, uh, that's a unique human being. That's a unique DNA never before been seen in the history of humanity. With that zygote, you can make all sorts of determinations. You can determine eye color, hair, uh, on male pattern baldness, there's so many, and that to me, that's 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 a unique individual. As soon as uh, conception occurs, new DNA, new human being, the likes of which has never before existed, it's a separate DNA, different. Uh, and when it starts developing blood flow, that type, uh, that blood type can even be different from the the mother's. So that's my stance on it. I think it's uh, immoral to take the life of another human being, especially of that of a child. And that's where my point is with that. What, a, what about if a mother, I hate what ifs. If a mother is in, <laughs> I think Georgia, Georgia had a, uh, a law and they just passed it where it can't say the R word. So you got to say something else other than the R word and it rhymes with ape. So what if a, well not what if, this was a law in Georgia where a girl was had sexual encounter with a man unwantedly. And from there, she had a child. She wanted to get rid of it, but she couldn't. But the man had access to her and the child after the child was born. You so, feel like based on circumstances with the eight thing or unwanted sexual contact. Unconsensual, that, yeah. So I have a very straightforward answer when it comes to that. Um, when it comes to that sort of uh, atrocity that you commit to another human being, it's, you know, the consequences for that should be castration. And I can go more into details with that, but just to be less graphic, uh, I feel like this person should be cruel and unusual punishment protection should not apply to the people that orchestrate this level of heinousty. However, there is a human life that had nothing to do with that. A life has been created. Something that had nothing to do with that encounter. Because two things can be true. One, one, the atrocity had just occurred. Two, 
there's a human life involved now. Fair enough. I agree. Fair enough. And, and uh, Roz, you said you're, you're atheist. Is that correct? Correct. So would you say, so is your more, your morals come from there's, this is the end all. Once I am boring, born, there's nothing else. This is my life. This I have one life to live. I need to live it to my fullest and taking that life. That's it. Is that how you view it? Or am I missing something? Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, particularly believe in a superior deity. Um, however, I do believe in morals. You know, I do live by morals. I try to live the best of my ability. And, you know, when you say you die and that's it, I kind of disagree with that. And that's not my stance at all because there are impacts you can leave in this world, whether they're good impacts or bad impacts, whether you're Hitler or Mother Teresa, you're going away can leave either a negative impact or a positive impact. And how do you feel about this, Michelle? Um, I, I mean, I agree. The way you live your life and what you sow into the lives of others and into this world is going to definitely leave, leave an impact um, after you leave this world. However, I believe that there's too much in nature and in humanity, even with just the design, the divine design of the naked eye that points to somebody higher than humans. And more than just a big bang as to why we're existing. Um, we choose not to give that person credit. We choose not to give God credit because that means that I'm going to have to fall in line with, if I, if I admit that there's an existence of God, I'm going to have to also give credence to the things that he's saying on how I should live my life. So a lot of us play, put ourselves in that place of being God, or I'm going to be my own God, which is idolatry because we don't want to have to answer to the things that he says, but we're going to answer anyway. Um, we're going to have to give an account for the things that we do in this body, whether we realize it or not. And just like it's impacting those that we lead, it's also, what, how's it going to impact us? And because nobody has come back to tell us what happens after, all you know is that you're going to close your eyes and you're going to go into the grave. But what's going to happen when he says, I'm going to wake up that human that I have allowed to fall asleep after they have lived their lives according to their own will and they have to give an account. It's going to be too late. Do we beat people up about it? No, but I do believe there's too much going on. And we see right now that mankind has gotten themselves in a situation that we can't even go back. Inflation is crazy. Hum um, mental illness is on the rise. Suicide is on the rise. How are we so intelligent that we can't even get back to the fundamental basics, the moralities that we know are true? and good and who gives us those things who gave us those standards of what was morally right but a moral god a god that has standards we did not make those standards we see the standards of man are do what thou wilt which is why we're going crazy down here mm. a gentleman just called me yesterday saying the same thing we're a godless society and that's why everything is going on chaotic and chaos and catastrophic that's very interesting you said that and i'm actually shocked i was talking to morales about it that having an atheist and a christian on the same side i've never experienced that so this is very intriguing to me as well from both points first both perspectives yeah and just to kind of uh go off of her point where we got morality i have to admit as an as an atheist most of my morality comes from 
biblical standpoint. You know, I'm an atheist that was, you know, born and raised in South Carolina. You know, I've been I've been uh, exposed to Christian values my entire life. So maybe call me a Christian atheist if you want. (laughs) Uh, I I do believe that the most of our morals come from the Bible. I mean, like who would have thought, you know, you had a man 2000 years ago say, Hey, do unto others what you want them to do unto you. You know, that never before has that ever been like been, been stated, but like, and I bet it blew the minds of the people's like, well, you mean, you know, I'm not going to punch this guy in the face because I don't want to get punched in the face. And I think that's a big core aspect of, morality you know having empathy hey i'm not gonna rob this old lady because i won't i don't want my grandma to get robbed you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes <laughs> and the energy you put out there that's so true. so from what's going on now a lot of, a lot of people and you said um they have the power so you said they have the power to take away a life and that they're not really i'd say they're they're act they're acting recklessly because they're having unprotected sex because the point of sex is to reproduce and you know enjoyment and fulfillment when you are married so you think based on upon this hypersexualized society that people aren't being responsible like you said earlier i i definitely believe that's what it is it's, it's, yeah they're yeah not being just not being responsible and um not really thinking about the side effects or the the traumatic uh, mental and the spiritual effects that it's going to have on a woman's body and maybe and possibly you know i've heard that it even affects men who've had to deal with the choice that a woman makes that when they're oh, not man. when their choice is not involved this was a huge battle um we were, when roe versus we started talking that men feel mm-hmm. like how does of course a woman is her body mm-hmm. how, but if a man doesn't want it why should he be involved granted it takes two to tangle it takes two to have a baby a woman just can't have a baby by herself mm-hmm. But if a man doesn't want it, why is he held responsible? Exactly. And that's that was a huge argument that uh, a couple people had at this bar the other day I was at. And yeah. I see both perspectives. But I think if a man lays down with a woman, you, you probably know what's going to happen. You right. need to be responsible yourself to either wrap it up or not do it at all and take the risk. Right. Same with a woman. So exactly. it is maturity. It is maturity. Yeah, um, I, I would like to make one point that your your guest said on the uh, on pre. I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing. Oh, thanks you look for thanks for listening. Yeah, of course. So he said, and I'm probably misquoting him a little bit, but I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, he said something along the lines of, "There is no doubt, nothing can change my mind that it's not about the babies; it's about controlling women's body." Paraphrasing, it was about the eleventh minutes into your your podcast. Oh man, it's on point. And to that, I have I have two points. Uh, point A and point B. Point A being, you know, um, the what a bunch of people that are taking my position could care less about. Um, I shouldn't say care less, but we're not interested in controlling a woman's body. You know, we don't care what you do with your appendix. You know, we, we have people uh, doing sex change, uh, undergoing through sex change uh, surgery. You know, that's not it's not even about the uterus. It's like the the miracle, so to speak, the that's a member of a biological member of the human species that there's controversy against. And, you know, uh, it's not about controlling women's bodies. 
You know, yeah. what, 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 that, that's insane to me because out of all the laws out there, when it comes to a child, you know, um, that's what we're really fighting for, you know? So it's, it's not about controlling a woman's body at all in, in, in this, in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You said you had a second. Was that all in one point? Yeah. Second, second point. Second point. Counterpoint. And this is when uh, I didn't. You should. I, I I didn't used to take this position, but the the counterpoint, the the pro-choice, the reason why I know, and nothing can change my mind on this about killing babies is not about women's rights. It's about killing babies is you know. Have you are you familiar with the uh? Infant, infancy, I forget what the bill was called, Infancy uh, Survival Act, the, the act of which a bunch of pro-choice uh, legislators have actively voted against was if a baby was to survive an abortion, mm. that, that baby is now entitled to human rights. Mm. And you had uh, something like six uh, Democrat senators, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, that uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren that voted against that, against that. So is it so much about giving women's rights if you vote against a bill that says this baby that survived this abortion is now entitled to human rights voting against that? That's how I know that it's not about women's rights. It's literally about killing individual human beings. Yeah. So I need, I want to, I don't, I don't know this actually. What is the defining moment? Is it the heartbeat that classifies the baby as a human? Or is it the organization of cells actually starting to grow and mature? Well, as, as previously stated, um, it's the, the formation of a brand new DNA. You know, it's at what, at what point does that clump of cells become a human in the eyes of, of pro-choicers, you know? Mm. Um, like I said from the beginning, um, a human being, uh, it begins at conception when a brand new piece of DNA is formed, the likes of which has never existed before in the history of the earth. Uh, and with that one piece of DNA, you can, uh, you, can, you can study it and find out hair color, eye, eye color, oh. if it's male, male, pat- male pattern baldness. So that to me is a define what defines a human being. Biology, exactly. By is a biological member of the human species. Exactly, and let's not also forget that this is an industry. We're talking about an industry that makes money off of the cells and tissue off of aborted fetuses. Um, Oh yeah, I've heard of it. Gets so I mean, beauty products, hair products, you name it that they're using these things. So is it that they don't want their their um, cash flow um, interrupted? So, well, let's support this cause and let's make sure that they're all against each other and fighting about it. And let's make sure this group is the loudest and they're heard so they'll continue living this way, being frivolous. And um, just also from a biblical standpoint, when you look at what's going on in society now, I feel that it's a huge attack against the family. And one thing God was for was the um, the foundation of having the husband and wife together um, and being um, and having children populating the earth. And if you look at what's going to an attack on the family, there's on 
mm-hmm. man and a woman being a woman. And now I've got to classify and tell you that you need to call me she, her. Well, what do I look like to you? Why do I even have to tell you that I'm a wife? Why do I have to feel bad because I say I'm a woman or a mother or my husband wants to be called a man? So there's such an attack on the family. And when you can family, remove the male, remove the female, and now we're going to go kill the children. Well, that's an attack against God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Orchestrated. Yeah. 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 This, this non-binary, I, I think I, I was talking to somebody one time and I, and I, there was a lady, long story short, I think I was holding the door open for them. I, I said, I, I apologize, ma'am, or something happened. And she turned around or they turned around and said, it's non-binary. And I ain't know anything about this. So I'm like, <laughs> math class, like geometry, like where, what am I adding up? What am I subtracting? And she's like, don't ever disrespect me like that. And I was lost. I was yeah. lost. Granted, it was Walmart, so you know everything crazy happens there. Right. I, 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 I didn't know this whole non-binary <laughs> thing was a thing until I started seeing it on Facebook, of course. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. So yeah, the destruction of the of the, of the uh, you know the the fusion family structure has been um, under attack for for decades now. You know, mm-hmm. you had in uh, especially in minority communities. You know, I'm a member of the Hispanic community. Um, you know, the the, the uh, you know there's been legislation passed to to uh, encourage single parent households, you know, before, you know, this whole Medicaid, Medicare uh, came out, you know, um, single family household in the black community was less than 30%. Now it's 70%. It it affects us too, but not as much as it affects, you know, members of the, um, the black community, you know, abortion, abortion has been strategically placed Yes. In, uh, in majority black communities, it affects uh, a black mother is uh, five times more likely to have an abortion than a white woman counterpart and twice as look uh, of likely with Hispanic women. Um, you know, it's it, the number one in, in New York City, in New York City, a black baby is more likely to get aborted than birthed. Yeah. I'll, say that, I'll, say that, I'll say that again one more time. A black baby in New York City is more likely to be aborted than to be born. And I think it's a, 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 an attack on on minority communities. And I think it's I think it's messed up. You know, the the, the Democrat Party was the party of that that formed the 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 KKK. They were the party of segregation. Uh, they're the ones that Medicaid, Medicare, all these social programs. Um, mm-hmm. Created by Dem- the Democratic Party, and I'm not trying to be like put bring. Uh, I know we're talking about a political issue, but I don't mean politics. No, no. Go, right. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, and I think the Democratic Party, the ones that are encouraging abortion, that I think they know what they're doing. And I think they're purposely trying to destroy the 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 family community, you know, especially in minorities. You're absolutely right. A lot of people don't take the time to do the research on um, Planned Parenthood, Lilith Foundation. They don't do the research on oh, it's absolutely what the racism. Absolutely well, yeah, racism. Planned Parenthood actually it was actually a type of population control. Yes, um, I think it was Margaret uh, Sanger. Sanger is that say right? Margaret Sanger. Yeah, it was. It, she didn't want um, any of the brown skin to have any type of 
any type of replicate or, any, or, try, or try to have any type of kids. That's what she was trying to initially mm-hmm. establish. So parent Planned Parenthood, I didn't know this. A gentleman told me yesterday because I told him about this yes. podcast that it, that was the whole premise of it. And I think, like you said, exactly. nobody's really doing their research. And I was shocked myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think uh, so, you know, with the over, I, I think a lot of people don't understand what ro- the overturning of Roe versus Wade really entails. A lot of people think it flat out bans abortion federally when, uh, you know, uh, Amy Comey Barrett, not Amy Comey Barrett, uh, Ruth Gitter Ginsburg, uh, the Supreme uh, Court judge that recently passed away. She was she even stated that, you know, the that this piece of legislation is rooted uh, it was was not rooted in 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 the Constitution. It was originally in 1978 uh, passing to law with the assumption under the, the guise of the 14th Amendment, the right to privacy. And it was it really wasn't clear why it passed the law. All the overturning of the Roe versus Wade is shifting the responsibility to the states to decide. You know, Texas is still going to have the heartbeat bill, and uh, states like Colorado, New Jersey, Virginia is still going to have up to nine month abortion protection. So it doesn't change anything. Wherever you live, it's not going to change anything. It's up to the state you live in. And if you live in a state that has very restrictive abortion laws, like Mississippi and I think Louisiana and uh, yeah, Alabama. Yeah, you can. You know, you're probably going to have to travel a bit, but it's not going to. It's not going to federally ban abortion. And I think that's like the biggest. Uh, you know, they they keep calling it tyrannical, or you know, it's not tyrannical. To make it to where your state, where you live, should decide. You know, if anything, that's less tyrannical. So my my question is, do you think this is uh, Rover's way? To, you think this is going to actually get voted in? I think there's too much publicity on it now, and too much heat for people to actually go with it. Even though it's going to be state regulated anyway. Yeah. Texas way ahead of that. Texas don't place well. um man it's really hard to tell you know it just so happens we're close to the midterm elections and um you know i think this is gonna be what uh even we'll try to even the playing field you know right now the democrats are losing popularity you know we have a president that he he botched the uh evacuation of of afghanistan he uh, greenlight the uh, the the Keystone Pipeline in Russia, which uh, allowed you know which would embolden them to invade Ukraine. Um, I think the this is going to be an issue that's going to be brought up, especially during the midterms. And I think you know it's going to uh, try to shift the uh, the bad guy back to the Republicans. So I think it's not going to pass. I don't think it's going to be overturned because of that. What about you, Michelle? How do you feel about that? Um, I I, mean, I, I agree. Um, it's it's there's so much turmoil going on right now. It's kind of hard to tell which way it's going to go. With like he said, midterm elections, we've got so much stuff going on. Um, they're depending on the party that you're in, they're all going to try to appeal to both sides and mindsets. So 
I, I don't know. I think it's going to just come down to the state. I think the feds are going to take their hands off of it and say, hey, you guys decide what you want to do. And then my, sec my second question I was pondering about from earlier is th the rate that in which people are having children without a uh, father in the household, predominantly, uh, I think it's black community, then Hispanics next, and then whites, and then Asians at the, after that. Do you think it's whimsical thinking or arbitrary thinking based upon how many people are getting abortions and how many people are having kids that's going to even out later on? Mm. Oh, yeah. Available stats, you know, uh, Hispanics are supposed to be taking the majority, uh, are going to be the majority in like 2042, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, I, I think it'll, it'll play a huge role in that for sure. I agree. Do you think, um, the households will actually start to, to overturn and start having families again. Cause supposedly the divorce rate is going down, but from what I'm understanding, it looks like it's going up. <laughs> well, that's because people are getting married less. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause the, you know what? I, of everything. I, I, I'm right there. I've been with my girlfriend since 2018 and uh, we, we, we haven't gotten married. I think, I don't know. There's, oh. there's a whole, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind, I'm kind of, I can't, I can't really say anything with, oh. when it comes to that. <laughs> Admittedly, um, but no, I, I do see her as, you know, my, 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 my permanent partner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Does she want to get married? Soon? Oh yeah, as we're, we're, we're still in the middle of discussing that. Yeah. Uh -oh. uh, <laughs> can she hear us? No, no, no. She's at oh, work. Okay. All right. Yeah. Talk, talk all you want to. Just don't send her to the podcast. <laughs> Just don't send her to the podcast. Well, so do you, do you think it's based upon um, the cost of living now, basically? Because I know food went up almost 33% since 2013, if not more than that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going up. I don't think so. Yeah. So what avenues? Well, the, the reason why I don't, I don't think so is because... Um, you know, people always say that, you know, people aren't having children because it's more difficult to live. It's more expensive to live, um, which I don't I don't buy that argument because, you know, these third world and second world countries is where you see people, you know, having babies out the wazoo. You know, <laughs> they have, you, know uh, you go to go to Mexico or El Salvador, people have like seven siblings and 42 right. cousins. You know, I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with uh the rise of inflation. Uh, matter of fact, people in developed countries have less babies uh, than people in more uh, uh, countries that are more are, that are thriving more. And you can even see it here in America: people, the the people on the poverty level have more babies than people in the top level. So I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with with. Um, with rising cost of living, I so think. So why, why do you think that is? People are having kids, making well, less income, things of that nature. I, it's really hard to say. I, I, but I don't think it has anything to do with, uh, you know, rising cost. I don't know what M Michelle's take on that would I be. Think, I think societal <laughs> is pushed. It's pushed upon. Like social media has such an influence on so many people, and I mm. think uh, repeatedly, repetitiously, you you'll become 
almost an expert in any matter, no matter what you're doing in life. So if you continuously see uh, like rap music, they're having babies thrown around like hot girl summer and things like that. You start to inhabit that lifestyle because you continuously see it. You, what you see, you become, and you practice. And now this is your lifestyle. So I, I think it's based upon what we're, what we're taking in and what we shouldn't be taking as, as you were saying early, people should have more morals in the aspect of making better choices. I'll say that. And we're not really doing that. And as we get older, it just seems like we're getting more recklessly, like even love, divorce, things in that nature. We're not really inhabiting and taking a step back to look at the overall outcome of our decisions and our choices. Right. I agree. And I think a lot, like you say, a lot of it has to do with experiences and maturing in life because when I was younger and in high school, you know, I had this, the mindset just like everybody else. It's your body. You do what you want. Oh, I'm for it. That's fine. And you can have an abortion. You know, we're all cool and hunky dory. And then you get older and then you start seeing um, or you experience things in life or you see what other people are experiencing. And then you um, scientifically, when you look at the rates of women who have abortions, they tend to have higher cancer rates. Um, it's actually linked to breast cancer. <laughs> and it starts to make you go, oh, my goodness. Wow, really? They've actually studied this and found that there are links. And, and it makes you wonder. It's, it's, you know, the emotional, having emotional issues. You, there are a lot of cancer rates right now that are, have nothing to do with the environmental. That's, I mean, not, that always necessarily hereditary. It can be emotional, environmental, and other things that we either do to our body or things that we're exposed to. So when you start considering life and how important your health is and um, the beauty of life, you start to wonder, wow, well, why did I think those things when I was young? Is it because, I, like you said, you just live reckless and you don't, you, you just feel oh, like, yeah. you know, you, you're invincible, you know, and you want to just, you want to be accepted by everybody around you to rustle anybody's feathers but you know start to realize the beauty of life and um where you stand morality or even if you don't have morals at some point you have to realize that i mean it's not just you aborting a child it's that there's so much more tied to that it gets so much more deeper than that and if we just step back and really think about it um it'll 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 it'll, it'll carry you into many other areas <laughs> and you said earlier, even if it's un unwarranted, like the, a guy doing something to a, mm -hmm. a, a woman, she mm -hmm. should still keep the baby. I believe so, because it's it's, you know, let's punish the person that caused the trauma. Oh, um, yeah. OK, even it's though, unfortunate. This society, they don't do that. It's crazy. <laughs> right. You know, um, and it's and it's hard because now this young it could be a young woman or maybe somebody that's not married or that has to now carry this child for nine months and they don't want to have to tell their story over and over to people and feel like they're being judged. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is a child and it's not that child's fault. And there's and if you don't want to raise that child because you feel like it's going to be too, too traumatizing, there's somebody that will adopt that child. Yeah. And also, it's, it's not up for you to decide what you know is their body because their life sucks. You know, we all of our lives suck, you know, we, your life might suck a little bit less than someone else, mm -hmm. but you know, we all go through, through, through tough times, you know? Well, Maras, I thought yeah. you said if something were of that nature, you would agree with something in that. What do you mean? If a girl, if it was unwarranted and she got pregnant, 
I thought you no, were no, right what I said, too. What, what I said was two things can be true at once. One, you can uh, subject the, the perpetrator to to uh, horrendous acts of violence, and I feel like the cruel and unusual punishment should not apply to the people that orchestrate this. And a new life has been formed. There's a new life, the likes of which you know you you are you have no no right to say you know I, I this this life is no longer uh, worthy of living. You know, no, uh, even even in cases of of that, you know, there's a new life now involved and going going kind of what what Michelle was saying, you know, uh, if you're you know, people saying, you know, you're going to only subject this person, th this baby's life to a life of cruel. That's not up for any of us to decide, you know, when when uh, in the military, we always talk about um, suicide, you know, suicide is not the answer. You know, the temporary fix to a or a permanent fix to a temporary issue, you know, uh, just because someone else's life sucks doesn't give you the right to. First of all, you don't even know the future. And it's interesting because what uh, during during uh, uh, not the time of Nazis, <laughs> um some kids were subjected to uh, by Dr. Joseph. Can't remember this guy's name, but he had an obsession with children with Down syndrome, and he had an obsession with twins. And what he would do, he would collect Jewish uh, twins. He would collect Jewish uh, uh, kids with with Down syndrome, and would subject them to experiments. And they would uh, have so much pain oh, in the evil world, and uh, yeah, no physical pain and the the parents of, of these of these Jewish babies ended up having to take their own kids' lives because of how much pain they were they were in. You know, they sewed uh twins together, they would take a part of a brain out and you know subjecting these horrible things and the mother, the parents of these children, you know, they couldn't they, they couldn't bear the thought of having their children suffer like that and they had to take their lives, you know. Um in that instance, you know, it's really hard to say. I, I, it's really hard to imagine that what I would do in a situation like because I, I, first of all, I don't want to think like that. Um, mercy killing is one thing, but predicting someone's future like that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally against that. You know, you don't know the future. You know, mm. let the child grow up and decide. You know how he wants to live his life but you take all that away from them you take the life liberty and pursuit of happiness away from them when you make that decision for them that's gonna be the next podcast assisted suicide i don't know if you all no that's interesting yes and his, his name is joseph mengeli or something like that's probably some crazy yeah. way to say it yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I really hope this guy is rotting in H double hockey sticks because uh, <laughs> what he did was absolutely horrendous. You know, man, would y'all be up to? I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's gonna contact. Oh, uh, I'll do my email at the end. Somebody's gonna contact me and try to rebuttal this podcast. Something that's uh, with abortion. Uh, would y'all be up to having a nice discussion, adult discussion, always on uh, sure. the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Sure, that's fine. 
Okay, and and I appreciate y'all coming on. Is there anything you'd like to leave out before we uh before we close this out? I have I have just one question I would like to. Hey, there's no rush. There's no rush. Take your time. I have one question to ask uh, pro choicers. Would you rather have a federally protected abortion up to and in some cases past nine months, or flat out ban it altogether? If you had a choice, have it nationwide up to nine months, in some cases even post-birth abortion, or ban it altogether? Mm. Somebody's going to answer that call. Mm. <laughs> that. I'm interested to hear people's takes on it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? Would you like to say anything before we wrap this up? Um, I'm 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 gonna go back to I think if people just calm down and turn off the TV and sit down and think and look at their loved ones and look at their family members and see how precious life is and really ask themselves um whether or not people are taking responsibility, um, the responsibilities that they should be taking, or are they just using that as a means for being irresponsible and living frivolously? Um, you know, consider that there are some people who have no family members in which they had somebody holidays roll around and there's a lot of depression because people don't feel like they have anybody that loves them. Um, you don't know who that next child is going to be in somebody's life or what their purpose is. So before considering um, whether or not there's value in that unborn child's life, think about your own life. Do you have value? Why is that? It's because somebody to live, mm -hmm. to breathe, to come here and go through life, even though it may be tough, but you're here. So before you take away that next genius or that next person who may contribute something to society, maybe for your health, um, sit down and have a talk with yourself, pray, Look at your family members and ask yourself, hey, is this is there really a, a simple solution to this instead of just saying I want to murder somebody because I'm I think it's OK to be irresponsible. Oh, there are ways there are ways to protect yourself and avoid that altogether. Murder is not an option. Death is not an option. Ooh, OK, this is a good this is going to be it's one of my great podcasts. I appreciate y'all. Especially we've been planning this the last like week or so, but I appreciate y'all's time and very grateful. And that's it. You sign off on Enlighten Me. If you guys need anything uh, listening, I know you can uh, email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com and we can go from there and set something up. And that's it. So uh, we want to yep. sign off now. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Thank you, everyone. All right, now. Y'all take care now. <laughs>